0: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Bearded Things. I am one of your bearded hosts. My name is Tyler, and I'm here with a very special guest host, my friend and listener of the show, Michelle.
1: Hello. How you, Michelle? Great. Sorry. How about yourself?
0: I am fantastic. I'm excited to record this. I'm re- excited that you agreed to come on as a guest host. It's always fun. I, I don't enjoy talking to myself all the time, so I'm glad you're here.
1: <laughs> it's great to be here.
0: Cool. Um, so, those of you that... Are listening and don't know michelle because you probably don't know michelle which would be no, weird if there were not. people that, that knew you <laughs> um why don't you tell us a little bit of yourself what do you do what do you like to do for fun why are you a fan of spooky paranormal stuff
1: oh well i've, I've always been a big fan of spooky stuff i was a uh <laughs> a weird little child and one of my first <laughs> crushes was uh dracula love nice. nosferatu watched hey. a little too oh. early in life <laughs> Um, I'm a librarian, and I uh, also make music.
0: Oh, like instrument music or like vocal music?
1: Uh, mostly vocal. I, I'm a little bit better <laughs> I'm better <laughs> at writing uh, lyrics than I am at composing, but I, I play the ukulele, so that way I can sing along to things.
0: That's fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, we'll have to hopefully one day get a sample of that, and we'll plug it and put you on here.
1: <laughs> Sounds
0: good. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, those of you that are listening to this on a Tuesday, I'm very upset with you because my birthday was on Sunday and not a single one of you wished me happy birthday. So if you're listening to this, I'm very upset with you. Those of you that did say happy birthday, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, and <clears throat> not to talk more about myself, but we will. This is going to be my topic episode. We're going to see how things go. If Michelle likes it, she may do an episode in the next couple of weeks. If not, you're going to have to listen to me again. So I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Michelle. Um, But all right, so before we get into my topic, which I feel like it's going to be a good topic, I do have to mention and preface this whole episode part that this is going to be episode number 69. So there may or may not be a ton of innuendos and double entendres. And I apologize in advance, but I really don't apologize in advance because I had to work this stuff into scripts and everything like that. So hashtag sorry, not sorry. (laughs) So before we get into the nonsense that is my story, um, we are going to get into our Banter with the Beardsley segment.
1: What's Banter with the (laughs) Beardsley?
0: Thank you for asking. It is um, our kind of fun, off-the-cuff, unscripted, very much just kind of a conversation between the two hosts, which usually it's myself and Chris, who are the Beardsleys because we have beards. Michelle does not have a beard, but she is a bearded friend. So she'll be part of the banter with the Beardsley's today. And the topic we are going to cover is what is your worst job you've ever had and or dream job that you've ever had?
1: Well, I think I currently have my dream job. I'm having a great time. That's awesome. I love books. I love helping the kids out and everything. Uh, And I guess (laughs) it wasn't the worst job that I ever had, but it's it's definitely one of the weirdest jobs I ever had. (laughs) All right. it, the job itself wasn't that weird. I used to drive the uh, basically the courier van where I would bring books all over uh, Los Angeles. Basically. Oh wow! And uh, so I would have to actually get up at like three in the morning, and I'd drive down to Riverside, and it was it was this big whole production. Holy crap. But whenever I would go to uh, <laughs> two specific libraries, something weird would happen to me every single time. <laughs> My uh, absolute favorite one is that there is one day where I'm in just a polo shirt that has the library's logo on it. I'm wearing basketball shorts because it is hot. My hair is fairly long at the time and I had it up in a ponytail. Mm -hmm. And I am unloading crates so that way I can bring them into the library. And, you know, like a suburban mom and her kid who must have been like, Six to eight years old, Mm -hmm. they were kind of walking towards me, and the little girl goes, "Look, mom, she's so strong!" And I'm like, (laughs) "Oh, yes, hell yeah! Look at me being just a role model for future women. I'm strong and capable." And uh, the mom goes and turns to her kid and goes, "That's because she's a lesbian, sweetheart." And I, I just stop, like dead stop. What middle of the swing with the crate? And the mom walks up to me with her kid, and oh, she goes, no. excuse me, miss, are you a lesbian?
0: What the fuck?
1: And I just pause for a second, and I go, no? <laughs> and she goes, huh, okay. And then what? just walks away from me, and I oh, stand there for God. five more minutes just to be like, what? Who, who, who asks that?
0: <laughs> Seriously, who does that in front of their I mean, in That's general, who does, does that? But let her go in front of children, holy crap. <laughs> that's terrible
1: <laughs> same library I'm, I'm wheeling the crates in and there's some there's a volunteer that I'd never seen there before and he walks up to me he's an older gentleman and well actually <laughs> I was at a different library first I walk in there's a little old lady very very small old lady behind the counter and she just goes <gasps> A lady courier. I didn't know that that you girls were doing this job, oh, no. and I was like, "Yeah, no, I get it." I'm like, "You're, you're you know, it's fine, whatever." You're just, yeah, curious that i yeah. You've never seen me here before. And then I go to the next library where all the weird stuff happens to me, and this guy is watching me unload the crates, and he's oh, no. watching me a little too intensely, oh. and he just goes, "Oh, a lady courier. I didn't know they let women do this job."
0: Oh my god. Same
1: day, and I just <laughs> turn to him and I go. Yeah, we can vote. And yeah. too. Yeah,
0: sorry. Not for me. Oh my god. Can I ask what city this library was in?
1: I uh, we, can we bleep it out? Sure, yeah. Uh, it was I
0: fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I swear <laughs> to god there's people that come <laughs> and sound just like that. Like, <laughs> I fucking do <knew> it.
1: <laughs> just and uh, I would always I would always go to the, the Denny's for my lunch it was taken uh-huh. my breakfast because it was like eight yeah. in the morning uh-huh. when I would be yeah. in that area. And I would obviously be by myself, but I just wanted my dang pancakes. Right. And I would just have people looking at me. I had this little kid come up to me. It was obviously like dad's weekend to have him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and the, the dad looked exhausted, just the poor mm. thing. And this little kid climbs into the seat across from me and is just like, why are you here by yourself?
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I'm on a lunch break, kid.
0: Yeah, Please. I like some, Let me eat my pancakes in peace, man. Just
1: trying to eat my pancakes. I don't want to get harassed.
0: Oh my god, that's funny.
1: It, I mean, I, I really <laughs> did love the actual job. Yeah, but whenever I went to that library, yep, something weird happened to me every time.
0: Oh my goodness, that's insane. That's I I get it, <clears throat> knowing the city, but um, man, that's. That's so crazy. I can't, like, the gall just be, like, to put that out there and just, you know, like, oh, I do not think you could do that. Like, oh, man, that that's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that.
1: Well, and because this is your 69th episode, I found out that that city is uh, famous for swingers. And yes. so I like to try and take it as a compliment that she was <laughs> hitting on me.
0: Hey, there you go. Yeah, maybe but she was I... trying to see, she was trying to fill you out. Like, hey. Still not
1: in front of your kid.
0: Yeah, that's a little too open with the children. That's all bad. Um, yeah, that's the uh, explains a lot, though. I'm sorry that happens. <laughs> um,
1: it explains a lot about me or the city.
0: The city, the city, sorry, <laughs> not you. Yeah, not you, the city explains a lot. I mean, it, it, it makes sense for the city, so I guess I, I can put that out there. Um,
1: ask your vote now, listeners. What city do you think? I'm talking <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> people that are local in the area, I'm pretty sure, like people that live in Southern California, like I can probably narrow it down to like top three cities. Oh, yes. Those of you that live across the country or live in other countries, I apologize. Um, you may not be able to guess it, but still, you know, there are guests out there. What do you think in California, what city would that library be in? So um, We'll see. Um,
1: <laughs> it's a nice library.
0: That's, yeah, it's probably a beautiful library. Um, I don't, I think we've, I, I may have mentioned before, like worst job I've ever had um I don't remember but it's probably like I've only had a few like most of the jobs I have I've had for like a long period of time so I've I've had a few jobs um the most like physically taxing job I've had is working in mental health and that was just like a lot of you know getting beat up and kicked and you know stuff like that and it was physically difficult mentally it was tiring but it was also super rewarding so I can't say it was like the worst job I've ever had I think my last job when I worked at a pharmacy that should not be named um, has three letters, uh, <laughs> but it, it definitely, it, it was an amazing job when I first started. I loved it. It was a great place to work, um, but things really went downhill the last couple of years, which is one of the reasons why I left that, that place. Um, it was one of those things where working 70, 75 hours a week and, you know, opening a store and being there for 14, 15, 16 hours a day it sucked it was hard it took a toll and i couldn't do anymore and then same thing like going through a pandemic working in a pharmacy and just not really getting much support was very difficult to overcome and also the last city that i was in my last store was um not the same store that uh or not the same city where your fantastic library was but it was very much same clientele lots of um older conservative pale-skinned people walking around thinking that everything is amazing and putting everyone else down which kind of sucked but um yeah i I guess i would say my last job was the worst job i've had but i've generally enjoyed most of my work that's good yeah so not too bad (laughs) uh okay so now before we get into my story we are going to take a quick commercial break and we're back ladies and gentlemen thank you for Joining us again, hopefully you didn't leave through the very quick commercial break. And, um, yeah, if there's nothing else you would like to add to the start of this, Michelle, I am going to get into my topic.
1: Yeah, I no, Just what a great sponsor.
0: <laughs> yes, fantastic. So for today's episode, I was trying to pick a topic and it was really hard. Some ideas <clears throat> were... Would... <laughs>
1: It was the first one. I know. I'm sorry. That one just caught me off guard. I'm just, I've
0: got the like, humor a 12-year-old. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some ideas would pop up in my head when I was trying to just get it fit into the theme, but it just never quite fit, you know? So I kept pounding away on the internet trying to find something but to no avail. <sighs> <laughs> there was one topic that kept coming to mind, but it felt a little too on the nose. But during my search this topic kept coming and coming coming and eventually i couldn't stop it from coming so i I figured out i would just you know might as well do it now as much as i like to mentally tie things up and you know keep you guys in knots and teasing you i will be a good host and just get to my topic and that topic my dear listeners is the succubus now full disclosure If I disappear suddenly, it is most likely because the FBI has broken down my door and brought me in for questioning after seeing my browser history. (laughs) Um, Some of the tamer stuff that I was Googling when trying to figure out what to cover for episode 69 was stuff like, what is the sexiest cryptid? And can monsters be sexy? And what is the least inappropriate way to summon a succubus? And my personal cringeworthy hell, should you wear protection if a demon tries to mate with you? That being said, the internet is a very strange place. (laughs) <laughs> um i think most of you already know that also i was kind of disheartened to see the amount of text-based succubus porn games and websites that are out there like it was bad you could smell like the mountain dew and hot cheetos just emanating <laughs> from these websites so um i don't want to shame people too hard but it you know it kind of helped me find some appropriate information for my topic this week
1: uh, off the record mothman is the sexiest scripted
0: oh, have you seen his ass yeah. Have you seen the bumper stickers that say Mothman has eaten my whole ass?
1: Have you seen the, the statue of Mothman <laughs> yeah, point? The, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's caked up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't have to be off the record, by the way. That's a good, that's a very accurate take. I, t- I like that. <laughs> it. could be on the
1: record. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All
0: right. So before I get into the main details, and yes, I'm just teasing you all at this point. I do want to give a disclaimer before I begin. While it is true that I may be a cunning linguist, I want you to all know that there are some words in this script that I know I'm going to butcher. So please bear with me, and also with many of our topics, please take this with a big grain of our organic, free-range, pink Himalayan season. Now, if you are unfamiliar with what a succubus is, I will get into the nitty-gritty, de- nitty-gritty details here in a moment. For those who are familiar with this, however, please know that there's a stupid amount of information out there and lots of different origin stories. So before you get you know mad and start composing the hate-filled email, please know that I'm putting as much information that I can find from multiple sources of the same, you know, like kind of information. And before you ask, no, I'm not gonna get into the real quote unquote firsthand account that was viral before viral was a thing back in the angel fire angel fire days. So it's just it's it's a long, stupid tale. If you don't know what it is, look up no, real-life succubus things from, Thanks. like, 1997. It was, like, this stupid blog thing that this guy did, like, where it was, like, a day-by-day blog of being seduced by this demon every night. It was, it was bad.
1: I promise I'm listening, but I'm going to Google
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that being said, let's get into it. The succubus, as we know it, is a class or species of demon that takes on the form of a female in order to seduce men. The best way for a succubus to seduce a man is the same way any woman now can seduce a man. Make him a sandwich, ruffle his hair, sit on his face for a while. I'm kidding. Kind of, sort of. Um, Succubus do not make food for their male victims. However, they do try to seduce their victims through sexual encounters rather than some form of hypnosis or mental struggle. The name succubus is derived from Latin, of course, and comes from the word succacabre, which means to lie under or beneath, as in the demon laying under a man. The English version of succubus began being used in the late 14th century. Just for the record, the name of the male version of a succubus also comes from Latin, and it's called Manus Horus. Kidding, it's called an incubus. One of the earliest mentions... <laughs> Thank you for the delayed laugh.
1: I just took <clears throat> a hot second.
0: <laughs> Good. Uh, one of the earliest known mentions of a succubus comes from the Jewish Sahar, where it talks about Lilith, who was the first wife of Adam in the Garden of Eden. According to the Zohar, Adam and Lilith were ha- kind of having a falling out of sorts after Lilith slept with the Archangel Semiel. Lilith leaves the Garden of Eden. When she tries to return, Adam refuses her. Being cast out, she becomes a demon with the ability to kill a man with a single kiss. Those who subscribe to the Kabbalah school of thought in Judaism are said to believe that prior to being cast out, Adam and Lilith did have children. They had four of them, all girls, and, there were no- and when Lilith was cast out, these children also became succubi, and are collectively known as the Lilin. Also, according to the school of Rashba, which is an acronym for the man of Rabbi Shlomo bin Abraham, I apologize to my Jewish friends, I butchered that name, the purpose of the succubus is to create new demons in the world. Now that we know a little history of the succubus, let's discuss what their function supposedly is. I mean, sure, demons can be fans of no-strings-attached sex, but it seems kind of arduous to take on so much work for so little reward. Whether you're up on your demon knowledge or not, I'm going to remind you all that the common theory is that since demons are not human and do not possess a soul, they are unable to reproduce among themselves. Yes, I know there's kind of a matter of debate on this on the internet, but I don't want to argue semantics. So, these succubi travel the human world in search of men who they can seduce. According to the Malleus Malefactrum, or The Witch's Hammer, written by Heinrich Kramer in 1486, after seducing said men, they then extract the semen and store it for later no yeah our pal heinrich does not go into details of the extraction process or the storage use your imagination you perps.
1: i don't want to
0: (laughs) (laughs) good probably for the best anywho um after the extraction process is completed the succubi then bring the goods to their male counterparts the incubus who in turn takes it into itself and uses it to impregnate human females I do want to point out that there are two kind of differing schools of thoughts right now on this subject some say that since the semen is human the female should give birth to a normal child but since the conception was unnatural the children are sort of deformed when they're born others say that the incubus taking the semen into itself causes it to become tainted and therefore the children are born deformed regardless you kind of tend to get this half demon half human offspring that's kind of deformed these offspring are often referred to as cambions, and if you're a fan of the comic book the comic book and movie Hellboy, he's a cambion. <laughs> I also want to point out that I admit I don't really see the reason behind creating a half-demon spawn offspring, since you can't really make brand new demons, but I guess you just have to take what you get when you're trying to populate the world with unholy spawns of hell. One man, <laughs> who you may have heard of, has another theory. In 1597, King James VI and First, since he was the ruler of two kingdoms, of which I won't get into right now because this isn't my History of Monarchs podcast, but he published a work called Demonology, and in this philosophical dissertation, he argues that there were two ways for a demon to reproduce by impregnating women. Firstly, that the demon is able to possess a dead woman's body and then use it to have relations with a man. What? Yeah. (laughs) The other... And the one that's kind of related to this topic is that the male and female and demons are actually the same entity. He argues that the succubus and the incubus are kind of, they had to be the same being since it's the only viable way to keep the victim's semen from getting cold. And we all know how terrible it is for semen to get cold. Am I right?
1: I'm leaving the <laughs> 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 Uh
0: Kind of a strange theory. I know. But King James was also known for another famous work you may have heard of, and that's the King James Bible. Yes, I know he didn't actually write it, it was just this translation, but you kind of get what I'm trying to get. So, to further add to the confusion and make you question your life's choices, early accounts of encounters with succubus say that they were hideously deformed creatures. This tends to lend some credibility to the half-demon, half-human stories with the Lilin and other demon spots. During these encounters, men would wake up with a small, disfigured creature sitting on their laps, and as they tried to move, they would get scratched in the chest by razor sharp claws on the hands and feet of the creature. In fact, the early accounts say that the only real purpose was to corrupt men, especially pious, and it even went as high as the pope.
1: Oh. In
0: 1185, Walter Mapes, who was widely considered as the foremost historian of the day, published a pamphlet about a man named Gerbert of Aurillac. This accounts that this account states that Gerbert fell in love with a daughter. Of a rich man who oversaw the local school. When he was rebuffed, Gerbert became depressed, and as he contemplated removing himself from the living world, he met a beautiful woman named Meridiana. She offered him sex, money, and lots of magical knowledge in exchange for something that is sought after even today. He had to be faithful to her no matter what. He agreed, and eventually became the Archbishop of Reims, then Cardinal, and eventually became Pope Sylvester II. All the while, he kept Meridiana secret, But eventually, it seemed that Mariliana grew tired of him and told him that should he ever preach in Jerusalem, he would die. Pope Sylvester canceled the trip to Jerusalem because he didn't want to take any chances. But he did preach at a church near the city that was called the Holy Cross of Jerusalem. Shortly after this visit, he did become ill. And thinking it was his prophesied death, he publicly confessed his sins and allegedly died a repentant man. Strangely, it's been reported that the tomb of Pope Sylvester II is said to sweat at times, And when the tomb sweats, it has predicted the death of popes before. So, interesting. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, it's, you know, again, the internet, different, you know, whatever. In the Buddhist scripture, and I don't want to butcher this, I apologize to my Buddhist friends, the Dharani Sutra of of Maghapasa, it is said that a man who prays, quote, will not be attacked by demons who either suck your energy or make love to you in your dreams. There's also tales from Arabian mythology that tells of a creature that is called the Kirana. The Kirana is said to be invisible, but can be seen by animals and those gifted with psychic ability. Many men claim that the Kirana will, quote, sleep with the person and have relations during sleep and in their dreams. The reason I bring these examples up as well is because you're getting these similar stories from different cultures and different geographic areas. And whenever that happens to me, it always kind of lends a little bit of credibility to what we're talking about. So. Pulling from different peoples, different places in the world, I think it's kind of important. The modern version of a succubus is that of a sexy woman. In fantasy games and movies, the succubus is sometimes depicted as a winged creature that wears very little clothing and sometimes tends to act as a dominatrix. Fans of World of Warcraft can control a succubus demon that actually comes with a whip. Despite this sort of scary appearance, the succubus has been successful at seducing men of the modern age. I tend to think it's because there's a lot of men that are out there. that are desperate and Hey, free sex. Why not? I don't know. There are hundreds of stories on the internet about supposedly real cases of encounters with a succubus, but I wanted to share one that I found in a journal of psychiatric medicine that was published in 2018 In the report, it's kind of brief, but it goes as follows. An 18 year old male from middle socioeconomic status who had no family history of any mental illness presented with an insidious onset and continuous illness of three years duration. Characterized by delusion of of persecution, delusion of reference, delusion of grandiosity, delusion of control, auditory hallucination of commanding and discussing type, thought broadcast, apathy, poor self-care, and marked socio-occupational dysfunction. Lots of buzzwords. In addition to the symptoms listed, he elaborated of someone having sexual intercourse with him against his will. On mental status examination, the patient appeared to be very much distressed with his psychopathology. He described the phenomenon of audio hallucination, the commanding and discussing type, and thought broadcast. In addition, the patient explained that at night, when he would go to his bed, he would feel the sensation of being touched by a female whom he would describe as a good-looking woman. He would be able to feel his private parts being touched, leading to erection and ejaculation. As per patient, he did not want this experience and this would happen against his will, he would then feel guilty about having such an experience and having sexual contact with an unknown female, and he was fully convinced about having such an experience. Very occasionally, he would get up from sleep after this experience and remain distressed and fearful. In his explanation, he had a strong belief that it was a, quote, witch was doing this, but would not be able to point a finger at exactly what type of witch. His cognitive functions were intact, and he had poor insight. There was no history suggested of narcolepsy, insomnia, hypersomnia, sleep terrors, nightmares, sleep-related movement disorders, and sleep paralysis. Symptoms suggested of DAT syndrome, post, panic attacks, post-traumatic stress disorder, cognitive defects, and recent changes in medication. Based on the available information, a diagnosis of schizophrenia was considered. His investigations in the form of hemogram, which is a blood test, renal functions, liver functions, serum, electrolytes, thyroid functions, electrocephalonogram, and magnetic resonant imaging of the brain did not reveal any abnormalities. He was started on apurezole, which was increased to 15 milligrams a day, which all symptoms then disappeared. He would report now that a lack of such experience, didn't have any more dreams, but he was not sure about the previous experience being real or part of the illness. Lots of words. I apologize. (laughs) But the reason I wanted to share this case was because when it comes down to it, we don't really know what is causing the succubus, if it's succubi or even real. In this case, it was believed to be a case of schizophrenia. And kind of most scientists and psychologists tend to think that these encounters are the result of some sort of mental illness. Another area of science that attributes the tales of succubus visiting men to simple sleep paralysis and loneliness they suggest that tired, individu- tired individuals can experience sleep paralysis frequently, and in most cases, tales of a succubus encounter do not come from men in committed relationships or those admitting to frequent sexual relations. Polysomnographic technologists, a.k.a. sleep scientists, further added this, th- this theory by stating that observed episodes of sleep paralysis that involve nocturnal emissions, yes, I'm talking about wet dreams, have been attributed to the claim of a succubus. So when it comes down to it, Again, we don't really know what to believe when it comes to this phenomenon. Do we want to believe that there are demons out there trying to extract, extract your life juice? Or simply cases of mental illness that is resolved with medication? I'm honestly on the fence this one, but I'm glad I was able to get it off my chest so this topic will stop coming to my mind so much. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, my bearded friends, has been the story of the succubus. I hope I left you somewhat satisfied but if you want me to leave the room so you can find more information and finish the investigation on your own, I won't feel too emasculated.
1: The buzzing from the bathroom is the sound of their computers.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're doing furious research right now. Yes. Keep the laptop under the covers for some reason. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's 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 my story. That's the, the tale of the succubus.
1: Well, listen. We stand a gender fluid monarch, but I can't accept the fact that there's no consent going on, so we have to unstand.
0: Right. I mean, it's it's kind of it's one of those things. Like, okay, I get it, but then it's like, all right. I mean, I, 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 a demon probably wouldn't care about consent, but the rest of the world, we should care about consent.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's a weird thing out there. And like, you know, demons supposedly take on different forms, and I think this one is very much a kind of like modern pop culture thing where it's kind of you know not glorified but you know people want to like hey look at that sex demon like i would do that and then you know die <laughs> but, you know guess if you're gonna go out with a bang go out the bang right
1: oh yeah for sure <laughs>
0: uh did you ever watch the show on i think it was hbo or showtime uh american gods or read the book i did book? not I, oh, okay. I
1: don't watch a lot of tv honestly. okay
0: fair did you ever read the book your no, librarian. I didn't.
1: Oh, my I gosh. do. I do know of it, and we have it. I just uh, haven't read it.
0: It's by Neil Gaiman. It's one of my favorite books. Oh, it's really oh, Yes, amazing. there's
1: the we have the comic books.
0: Yeah, um, and it's, it's a really good book. And one of the things is talking about one of the the creatures is a succubus, and it goes into detail about like how, you know, like the power of the succubus is the power and the belief in them, and so it's just it's very interesting. And so if anyone, you, anyone that's listening, gets the chance to read American Gods, I strongly advise you to do so. It's a really good book, and it's by Neil Gaiman. He's a great author, so. That's my bit. <laughs> um, before we go, is there anything you would like to add to the good people or say?
1: Um, I, th- this was a great time. I had a fun time <laughs> on the podcast. This was very good. Um, I'd like to plug going to your public library more often. Uh, you can get yep. books for free and you can watch videos for free and you can download music for free. And there's yeah. classes and fun stuff. And don't quit paying for Audible unless it's a sponsor, then pay for Audible. Um <laughs> Uh, but it's a good time. And um, if you would like to check out my music, I'm Michelle Sings on d- 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 SoundCloud.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you for that. We will definitely make sure we add the link to our description for that so people can access your SoundCloud. Those of you, if you want to contact us any other way, you could do that by contacting us on our social media. Our Instagram is at Pod. We also have a Facebook, which is facebook.com slash bearded things. There's also this really cool Facebook friends group that's called the Bearded Things Bearded Friends group. If you go in there, search for it. It's really fun. Again, you have to get past all the bearded dragon pages. I can't fix the algorithm. It's there, I promise. Get through it, you'll find us. Um, you can also check out our YouTube page, which is at bearded things pod, and our Twitter, which is at bearded things. You can also email us, which is contact us at bearded things, or go to our website, which is beardedthings.com. And on there, there's a contact us form that you can fill out, send it to us. Again, I say it every episode, if you do choose to do the contact us form, it is a one-way conversation. We cannot reply to you unless you give us contact information back. So that being said, we hope you guys have a wonderful night and we'll see you next time.
1: Goodbye. Have you tried triangle space? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have you wanted a bad website designed by idiots <laughs> try triangle space
0: i'm gonna keep that and put it as a blueprint at the end of the episode just so you know
1: <laughs> have you wanted to have the worst sleep of your life try the pink mattress
0: <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> have yeah, you I mean- wanted to just make a shit podcast <laughs> try buoy <Bowie. laughs>